I'm ready to take the next step. I'm ready for a university that will help me advance in my education and career. A university that will make me feel supported and connected. I'm ready for ODU Online. Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Sacktown Royalty Show. I am your host, Tony Zipteris, and joining me on the podcast this week, the best game preview writer on the internet from Sacktown Royalty, it's Will Griffith. Will, how's it going? Hey, Tony, how's it going? Thanks for having me. It's going pretty good. Our, our first two podcasts of the season were very optimistic. I feel like this one is going to be our first negative <laughs> podcast of the year. I appreciate you having me for this one, especially. If, uh, if anybody knows drama, it'll be me. Well, good, good, because uh, there's a lot lot to sift through. So, I was telling you before we recorded, kind of a difficult podcast to um, to navigate, because there's a lot going on, a lot of reports, a lot of conflicting reports. We're obviously going to talk a lot about the drama regarding the King's front office. It all started, was it yesterday? Did the first Haynes report come out yesterday, or was it two days ago? I think, I think it came out Sunday. Okay. I think it came out Sunday morning. So Chris Haynes, Yahoo Sports, very respected reporter, dropped kind of a bombshell on the Sacramento Kings that no one outside was expecting. Maybe some people inside the walls were expecting because to to kind of preface what Chris Haynes reported, we kind of have to jump forward because the, the Haynes report came out and then it was later revealed by a couple different sources, one being Grant, Grant Napier on the radio on KHTK and the other being Jason Anderson, uh, the Sacramento Bee, the Sacramento Kings' new beat writer, came and revealed that they are they are highly speculating that the source for Chris Hayes' report was Kings' assistant general manager Brandon Williams. Now, I'm not gonna like rep, quote unquote report that as fact because who knows? You know that's what we've been told, and I have no reason to believe that's false because Sam Amick kind of followed that up, and while Amick didn't reveal that Williams was kind of the source for all this drama he sort of inferred it and that's where the narrative is going so take that for what it is I'm not saying it's facts but the narrative right now is that this stuff from Chris Haynes is coming from King's assistant GM Brandon Williams so let's get that out of the way and now talk about what Chris Haynes actually reported which was that the Kings or at least Brandon Williams has been and is considering firing head coach Dave Yeager, mostly because of Marvin Bagley's playing time, but he also threw in the playing time of Harry Giles and Scalabissier in that too, in terms of like what the front office is upset about Dave Yeager's job so far. So I'll just, I'll, I'll cut it off there and ask you, Will, are those criticisms of Dave Yeager, regardless of where they're coming from or what it means for the Kings overall, are those fair criticisms of Dave Yeager, the job he's done so far? Should Marvin Bagley be playing more? Should Scott Libisier be playing more? Should Harry Giles be playing more? And is Dave Yeager, you know, relying too much on the veterans and everything else that Haynes reported that was sort of anti-Yeager? If you uh, if you'd have told me in September, if you'd have if come back into the past and said, hey, Chris Haynes wrote this report and said, hey, you know, Dave Yeager is, you know, on the chopping block because he's not playing Marvin Bagley enough, I'd have absolutely believed it. And I'd have even probably been okay with it because Dave Yeager has a reputation, or the reputation, and rightfully so, that he doesn't play rookies. He doesn't like playing young guys. Um, I, you saw it with the Aaron Fox a bit in the beginning of last year. You saw the way he handled Willie and Scow when he, when, when he came on, on board in Sacramento. 
uh, I was Memphis, my, my, my favorite other team, Memphis, uh, they, uh, they were even retweeting things when this report came out. So Memphis fans that I follow, uh, basically making fun of that fact that, well, doesn't everyone in Memphis know that he doesn't like playing young guys? So if you'd asked me in September, I'd go, that's probably well-deserved. But where that changed for me, where that absolutely, absolutely blew that out of the water this year is with De'Aaron Fox. At the end, Fox got the, the, the Jaeger treatment. And suddenly this year, he's, he's looking like he's just below an all-star level. I mean, he's De'Aaron Fox is a, is a sight to behold. He's the most improved player in the league. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, maybe Dave Yeager's right about this. Maybe, you know, Dave doesn't warm himself up to the media very well. He can be kind of surly at times, but maybe he's right. And so are the criticisms fair? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're fair. But um, should they be leading to a dismissal, especially with the record that we have right now? No, absolutely not. No, I, I prefer this brand of basketball with Marvin Bagley playing sub 25 minutes a night to, you know, throwing all the youngsters out there and, and being, you know, like a Phoenix team who's like three and 13. I'd, I'd much rather this team than that team. And so uh, to be even considering firing Dave Yeager after this start is asinine felt really out of place and you bring up a good point about how you know when those comments made sense to you like you could see it happening and like like you said if you were projecting in this summer of what could happen the report doesn't make sense and just hearing you say that it almost reads like this is something uh again allegedly brandon williams thought back in the summer and like just got it out now without actually looking at the results of what Dave Yeager has actually done. It almost seemed like he had already, you know, pegged Dave Yeager as a guy he didn't want around anymore and kind of formulated this thought that he was going to rely on the veterans, which, I mean, Yeager, he has to ex an extent if you just want to call starting Nemanja Bielitsa relying on the veterans. But Bielitsa has played extremely well to start the year, has cooled off a little bit. But the spacing that he's given to two guys that are having great breakout years in De'Aaron Fox and Willie Cauley-Stein, which you can attribute some of that to Bielitsa giving Willie Cauley-Stein more room to operate in the paint and De'Aaron Fox more room to drive to the paint. If Williams had a vendetta against Dave Yeager, which, skipping forward to the report Sam Amick wrote in The Athletic shortly after Haynes' report, Yeager believes that. One line in Amick's follow-up report said that Dave Yeager... Sources say Dave Yeager believes that Brandon Williams has been looking for his replacement since he got in Sacramento in July 2017. Because if you remember, the Kings had Scott Perry as their acting assistant GM who was doing the day-to-day -day stuff. And Scott Perry left for the Knicks job. Shortly after Perry left, they brought in another guy to handle the day-to-day -day work while, you know, Vlade kind of does the, the bigger picture stuff. Um, and that guy was Brandon Williams. So, you know, Brandon Williams wasn't here to hire... Dave Yeager, and we've seen in Sacramento what happens when your front office doesn't hire <laughs> your head coach. So it's, you know, we've been down this road before. People have made the Michael Malone comparisons, and for good reason. It's, it's so, you know, clearly there. What do you make of the leak part of this? How offended, if that's the right word, or, or upset should Kings fans be and the front office be that something like this leaked out right now? Yeah, it's funny that you said that it feels like it was something that came out this summer. It does feel very Mad Libs, almost like you just had to like write in the date and write in the time and write in how many minutes Marvin Bagley's getting because that's how Brandon Williams allegedly feels like this was going to go. 
Um, but I also wanted to bring up real quick, um, you talked about Nemanja playing over him, but Nemanja is getting less than three minutes more than him. Right. And he, even though he's kind of fallen back to earth, he's that, that, that hot start he has is kind of slowed off. Uh, I also wanted to bring up the fact, just real quick, that he's shooting 49% from three mm-hmm. and 51.7% from the field. So uh, getting to getting more to what you were asking, this is absolutely insulting in terms of in, uh, the intelligence of Kings fans. Like we'd be hyped up by the Marvin Bagley dunks and all the potential and somehow feel like, well, Marvin definitely should be playing over Nemanja Bialica who's absolutely lighting the place on fire when he, when he comes into some of these games. And Nemanja Bielita, I feel like, is the most important player on the floor out there other than maybe Willie Carstein for, for De'Aaron's development, specifically for the way De'Aaron's playing because he spaces the floor. And Marvin, as good as he is, he, he's not that yet. So the fact that whoever this is in the front office is leaking this now, especially, it, it's just so blind. It's just... It's, it feels like somebody who, I mean, and maybe this is how they pinpointed it a little bit. It's just that, like, it just seems so tone deaf to the way the the franchise is is operating right now and how the fans are responding to it. I think I think uh, you could make a case that maybe the attendance is down a little bit this year, and so if you're only there at the games and you're watching, you're saying, "Oh, there's not many, you know, bus aren't in the seats as much as they have been in the past." They must not like the product. Now's the time to drop this. Sure, but any other place in the world, if you're looking online, if you're if you're standing around any water cooler in Sacramento, there's hype. There's a lot of hype. And to suggest that you're going to fire the coach that's built that hype is, is crazy. It's stupid. I think tone deaf is a really good word for it. And I think, you know, having a respected reporter with roots in Sacramento like Sam Amick is really important and, and essential for us as as people who are kind of in the mix with this team every single day. Um, because Sam Amick put it that way, and he was he couldn't have been more correct in that Brandon Williams, who was hired in 2017, if you take the Kings' history under Vivek Ranadive and even going further back through relocation and all that, if you're not familiar with the history of this franchise— and I'm not saying Brandon Williams couldn't or didn't do his research when he was hired here. But if, if you're looking at it from Brandon Williams' perspective, and he's just a new front office executive who joined an NBA franchise in July 2017, without that context and without that history, then maybe, you know, I'm not saying you can excuse his tone deafness, but I can understand why he was so tone deaf here, because he doesn't have the context of what people like you and I have, or like someone that Sam Amick, who's been in Sacramento and covering this team, has, where you you can't do what Brandon Williams just did. Like, this is the first time the Kings have been relevant, and they're competing every night, and they're, up until this recent kind of stretch of games where they lost, they were in the playoff mix. I know it's still very early, but the players were buying in. They were playing the, the right style that everyone wanted and expected them to play with this roster. You just, you can't do what Brandon Williams did and undermine the head coach and go against what Vivek and Vlade believe, because I should say here, Vivek and Vlade Divac released a statement shortly after these reports saying that, you know, Dave Yeager has our full support and we're, you know, we're still working together and all that. It was kind of a, you know, your stock answer yeah. to a rumor like this, but Vlade and Vivek did defend Yeager and Brandon Williams was not mentioned in that statement anywhere. I don't know if you can read into that at all. I mean, he is the assistant GM. He isn't the GM, and he isn't the owner, obviously. So Vivek and 
Vlade at least have uh, a statement of approval over Dave Yeager, but you cannot do you cannot do what Brandon Williams did. Do you think this is something that because it was so tone deaf and you can almost chalk it up to Brandon Williams' inexperience being in Sacramento, do you think this is something that they can recover from or something that they need to address? Meaning, you know, if Brandon Williams was the leaker, either getting rid of Brandon Williams or finding who the leaker was and getting rid of that person or can cooler heads prevail and they can kind of move on and get past what was a seriously tone-deaf thing to do. I think uh, I think for, for some franchises, that would be possible. I think that if, if you had some stability, like an R.C. Buford and a Greg Popovich, you know, if some young gun got hired up in the middle there somewhere and leaked this thing, and then maybe. But with the Kings, especially with the way Pete D'Alessandro operated, constantly dropping leaks here and there, you know, the, the, the team was just absolutely bleeding information all the time. I mean, since Vivek's come in, this is kind of the quietest it's been in terms of that. I, th- I think you have to set a precedent. Like, we're not going to let this stuff happen again. Like, we cannot. I mean, we're finally getting the respect. I mean, Greg Popovich said nice things about us, guys. We can't let that happen. And so I think you fire him. I think if it, if you can definitively say it's it's Brandon Williams, then he he, sh- he should be gone. And and I have, I mean, I have my own personal feelings towards Brandon Williams and, and Vladi Divac and the job they're doing. But setting all that aside, you you don't want somebody who's going against the grain of what the Kings are doing and and pulling that into a public light where that could ruin. I mean, the Kings have a big offseason coming up. Yeah. I mean, you run this entire season. Uh, you're fast. You're, you're the jazz band that Vivek always wanted. You have the potential to, to get some free agents that at least look Sacramento's way, thinking, well, I could be that missing piece that brings him into the playoffs. I could be a hero. The second you have somebody else tossing, you know, throwing crap against the wall, that ruins that. Players immediately hear that and go, no, 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 I, I don't I don't want to go there. I don't want to be a part of another mess or wherever I'm leaving. I don't want to go to someplace where there's contrary information getting tossed up. That could kill an entire offseason for the Kings. So, yeah, absolutely. If you can find out, I mean, if you can find definitively that it's him, you toss him. You toss him for the sake of, of, of franchise continuity. The other part of this that I haven't really heard people talk about uh, with regards to Brendan Williams and, and the job he's doing here and will do in the future is that, you know, the leaking is an issue that needs to be addressed for sure. But the the information that he leaked, allegedly, is also just terrible, like, basketball analysis. Like, do you want the guy who wants to fire Dave Yeager making basketball decisions for this franchise heading into the future. Because I don't think I do. Dave Yeager is getting Coach of the Year considerations. Like you said, you got Pop complimenting how the Kings have played. You've got, you know, the development up and down the roster from guys like De'Aaron Fox and Willie Cauley-Stein. And Buddy Heald is having an incredible year. Not to, you know, put all of that development and give all that credit to Yeager, because all those guys are very hard workers. You know, Willie Cauley-Stein worked very hard this offseason. Buddy Heald has always been a hard worker. So I'm not taking anything away from those guys in, in like, jump-starting their own development. But if you're a assistant GM like Brandon Williams, who holds a lot of power in a front office like he does here in Sacramento, that's a – not only is it tone-deaf to leak that stuff, it's also just, like, a terrible basketball take to, to think about firing your head coach after he's gotten your team off to the best start in 12 years – on the back of young players, when really what we're talking about here in Haynes' report 
Because, like you mentioned earlier, Marvin Bagley is playing a lot of minutes. He's playing, you know, what'd you say, like two minutes less than Bielitsa? So what we're talking about here is Brandon Williams wanting to fire his head coach, who's doing a very good job over, like, five minutes for Marvin Bagley. What, he wants him to play five more minutes in a starting role, and that's why you're going to fire the head coach? It's just, it's not good basketball, let alone, like, the leak being poor. It's just bad basketball decisions. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. It's 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 an interview for an exit. You know, it's just right. one of those things that if this is what you truly believe, then you should not be working in 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 a in an authority figure like you are right now. Absolutely not. It's 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 part of the conspiracy theory for me is like all all the signs point towards Brandon Williams, and so you start to wonder if like, wait, it's not that dumb. You know, this is this is where the uh, Maybe the Matina Colacatronis part of it comes in with uh, with Sam Amick kind of kind of talking about her too. He goes, "Well, if somebody were smart, even if Vladi Divac were the, the mastermind behind this, you leak this as if it sounds like Brandon Williams, so you can get rid of him and you house of cards the whole thing." You know, well, Brandon Williams is dumb enough to believe this. Vladi wouldn't say it, and so everyone jumps on Brandon. Brandon gets fired, and who's the innocent one in all this? That's 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 the butt fold. Uh, that's the Hollywood theory for me. No, I'm but, glad you brought that but, up because. Uh... That's part of why I struggled, or I am struggling, and, and told you I was going to struggle with this podcast, because everyone has made it so obvious that this is Brandon Williams as the leak. That's when, like, the uh, contrarian in me is like, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. It can't be this easy. It can't be this simple. He can't be this, I don't want to call him dumb, but he can't have made this bad of a choice. It, it yeah. almost feels I, there's, too perfect. There was even, I was, I was seeing tweets from, uh, from a reporter somewhere that said that that they've seen Brandon Williams physically be sitting next to to, right. to Chris Haynes. Yeah. And it's like, you, you murdered somebody and you sat next to the victim the night of, and you were showing them a gun in full public. Like what's going on here that you would be that stupid. And so that's, you're right. That the contrarian, uh, I had two parents that were police officers. And so for me, it's like, Oh, let's hold on a second here. Like, wait a second. This is all too easy. Yeah. So, but you're right. That's it's if Brandon, if this is Brandon Williams, he should he should be Pete D'Alessandro. He should be working in hockey or something for a while. I mean, I know I know Pete's working in uh, the Orlando Magic front office now, but like he should be he should be stricken from the Kings higher ups and be given some random task. He could be the director of basketball scouting in 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 Serbia or something like that. I but can't be a general manager in the NBA. Now, where this gets even more complicated is with Vivek Ranadive because the Kings haven't done anything yet with Brandon Williams. I don't know if they will. There's been really no reports of them even considering firing him. It doesn't mean they aren't, but just, you know, for as much information as Haynes and Amick has been able to extract from the front office and from the Kings, there's been nothing concrete about what Brandon Williams' future will be if he is indeed the leaker. But where it gets complicated is Vivek empowered Brandon Williams quite a bit in his year here. And if you read Amick's report, Amick doesn't come out and say that Brandon Williams was the reason the Kings drafted Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. But he does say that Brandon Williams, you know, was a driving force behind Marvin Bagley and a big believer in Marvin Bagley. And if you believe that Williams is the leaker in the Haynes report... You know, that whole Haynes report was about getting Marvin Bagley more minutes, which would lead you to believe that Williams wanted Marvin Bagley in the draft. So if you're Vivek, like, can you fire 
Brandon Williams right now, after you were, I don't know if the right word is naive, enough to give him this much power and make these questionable decisions already? Like, how how bad does Vivek look in your mind? Or does he look better if he fires Brandon Williams? Can he fire Brandon Williams? I'm uh, I'm all for patience with Vivek right now. I'm I'm like I did not expect him to you know 48 hours. I I know Tim put out a tweet that said like he wouldn't be surprised if Vivek fired him in the next 24 or 48 hours. Uh, I'm okay with him doing doing the job he's supposed to do, and that's hearing both sides of the argument, figuring out who it is. Take a little time if you want to take a couple of weeks. That's fine. I think there has to be an action, a, a further action than. Oh, we support Dave, and and uh, we're coming together with this young core, and yada yada yada. There has to be more than that. But I I don't fault Vivek for taking a little bit of time right now. And now he's also worked himself into a spot. You're right, where he's given rope to people and enough rope that they've hung themselves. And and right after he's made this big pick, he they did the contrarian thing. They took they took Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic, uh, who was by most experts, the, the easy second pick. That's fine. That's over and done with. But the guy who was the, the main force behind that, the engine to that train, uh, then leaks all this information. I, if I were Vivek, I'd feel swindled. But uh, he's in a rough spot because, again, he fires another person. Or they know Kings never fire anybody. They just kind of assign him to new, right. to new roles. If you assign him to a new role, this will look bad on Vivek. I think it will look bad on him, but I think it looks worse if he doesn't do anything because he knows it'll look bad. And I think I think that he's kind of frozen either way. But getting rid of getting rid of a jerk in the room, okay, you got tricked into hiring a jerk. That's fine. You know, there's there's plenty of them there, and especially in in his upper management roles, but. Allowing that jerk to continue just empowers him further, and and I don't I, I don't think Vivek can allow that to happen. I, I, honestly, I, I want to see if I can phrase this the right way. Vivek will look better getting rid of the person who leaked it in the long run, even if in the short term he's made fun of in the national media. He he might not get he might this might that story might blow over because it's the Kings and nobody wants to pay attention to the Kings for longer than 48 minutes. And it might look, it might look easier to just say, no, nothing's happened. We'll just push it alone. But I think he'll lose even more respect in the Sacramento Kings uh, ownership group. And then as well as with fans who, who know, who understand, okay, we know who this guy is and you're empowering him to continue it. The other part that gets complicated for Vivek is, and I'm quoting directly from Sam Amick's article in the athletic right here, but, um, it says, you know, he, referring to Brandon Williams, was the driving force behind the training staff overhaul that pushed out longtime trainer Pete Youngman after 25 years in late August. That's another aspect that for Kings fans and, and people in Sacramento who are, who are local to Sacramento took very personally when, when Youngman was let go. And, you know, we talked about what it looks like for Vivek if he fires the guy who he allowed to draft Marvin Bagley. But from... Inside those walls in Sacramento, a lot of guys in the Kings were very upset to see Pete Youngman go. And, you know, not only if they let Brandon Williams go, not only are they letting go the guy they let make the draft pick after just, you know, a couple of months because the draft was only a couple of months ago, but they're also letting go of the guy that Vivek let fired the entire training staff, some of which had been here for 25 years. 
in August. And two months later, three months later, you're going to fire that guy. It's just like, I don't envy Vivek's position here because he's got a tough decision to make, but man, that's going to, that's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, And, you know, but I do agree with you that the right thing to do if this was Williams is kind of bite that bullet and do what's best for the team. And if what's best for the team is taking the tension out, and right now it seems like the source of tension is Brandon Williams, so the Kings can focus on what's important, the players anyway, and that's performing on the court, that's what has to be done. You have to do right by the players, I think, at this point. They put in the work. Jaegers put in the work. They don't deserve this distraction from inside their own walls. If this was something where an agent was playing games or even, you know, there was some speculation that maybe Marvin Bagley's dad was behind Um. parts of this report because he had been subtly complaining about his minutes early in the year. Uh, There has been basically nothing confirming Marvin Bagley's dad's involvement. That was just speculation. But, you know, if this came from that source or, like I said, an agent, then you can sort of, I don't know, you might be able to get over it. But having this big of a distraction, this big of a story from inside your own walls on your own team is, uh, is something that I think I agree with you in that, Vivek. You know, if you can find out definitively that, Brandon Williams was the source of all this. I do think, despite all the difficulties we talked about, is is the right move is to let him go. I have a lot of respect for people who will make difficult decisions, uh, especially ones where you're letting go of people who are who are fan favorites, who are members of the Sacramento community. I mean, Pete Youngman is the guy who who basically engineered Harry Giles and his his entrance into the NBA. You know, getting those knees right, getting him to a spot where he could play at a at a physical level in, in the National Basketball Association, that, that's hard to do. And if you take that risk, if you fire those people, you've got to bring in those, you know, you've got to be, I mean, you got to be sure of it and bring in the people that, that justify leaving those people on the side of the road. But nothing that Brandon Williams has done has shown that he's, he's the guy willing to make hard decisions and then back them up with results. I mean, if he's, I mean, he's picked Marvin Bagley and he's fired a bunch of people that everybody loves. He's gone against the grain and it, it starts to feel almost like he's clearing house. I mean, he, he's clearing house before he, he's had a chance to even. I mean, he's planning on Dave Yeager. Apparently, he's planning on firing Dave Yeager. He's, he's pushing for Marvin Bagley. He's getting rid of, he's making the Kings in his image before he's gotten the reins, you know. I, I think I'm mixing metaphors there a little bit. But, I hear you. He's he's kind of laying havoc to everything, without having any background in success. I mean, he came from the 76ers. He was the he was a president of operations. Uh, he worked for the their uh, minor league team. He was their their general manager, I believe. But besides that, it's not like you've got a Sam Hinkie. If Sam Hinkie came walking through the door and started firing people left and right, you'd go, well, you know, he's kind of a weird genius. Let's just see where this goes. Brandon Williams is not that. Brandon Williams is somebody who should have been putting his the nose to the grindstone a little bit, laid low, made the moves that you're supposed to make, and then when he gets that chance, when Vladi retires or Vladi's pushed out or whenever he engineers whatever he's going to engineer to have that happen, then he can start remaking. But he's he's done all this stuff, and uh, it feels it feels very arrogant. It feels very weird. Uh, just this entire tenure in Sacramento. I'm not the first person to say this. I know this has been a thought that a lot of people have shared, but it does feel like Brandon Williams played his hand way too early. Because if he was patient, this job probably could have been his. Like, we've already seen the influence that he's had over the organization. You know, the firing of the training staff, the 
pushing for Marvin Bagley, um, the slow, you know, takeover of some of Vlade's day-to-day duties. Brandon Williams had more power than maybe any assistant GM in the, in the NBA. And he was going to continue to get that power in all likelihood, but he made this play, and I, you know, again, if it was him, what a weird move and a weird time to make a play like this, unless, I don't, maybe he was feeling pressure from somewhere else too. I, You know, it's hard to say, but man, it's going to, I don't know. The last part of this, I guess, is the fallout from, you know, how the Kings performed in the face of all this drama. And on the day all of this dropped, uh, it actually was a Saturday, now that I'm looking at the calendar. It dropped right before tip-off on Saturday against the Houston Rockets in Houston. The Kings got destroyed. They lost by 20. It was a blowout. They did not look good. And Sacramento spirits were pretty down at that point. They, you know, it was kind of a thought that, all right, this is all ruined. Like, there's a big-time dark cloud around the organization. There's some infighting in the front office again. And the team just got blown out in Houston after you just dropped this report on them minutes before tip-off. Very unfair position to put the team in. And then they come back home on Monday and beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 117-113 in what might have been the best win of the entire year. What do you make of the Kings' response to all this? I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was, I thought it was a, uh, a really great moment to hear that Dave, uh, that Dave Yeager got a, a little bit of a standing O during his announcement. Uh, I know all the players afterwards talked about Buddy Hield especially uh, talked about that we're kind of we're riding with Dave Yeager through it all. Uh, Dave Yeager even came out and which is uh, I was a little surprised Dave Yeager said anything at all, but he even came out and, and said that uh, that you know he likes Sacramento that he he loves the guys that he's working with and he thinks you know that that they're a great little team. He had little positive things to say and. If I'd have known that all it took for Dave Yeager to say positive things about Sacramento and the Kings was to threaten to fire him, I'd have I'd have I'd have tweeted every day that Dave Yeager was going to get fired. I'd have tried to spread rumors all the time because he he kind of he kind of came out of his shell a little bit. He also he also played Marvin Bagley uh, in that in that stretch of the fourth quarter when Marvin was kind of hot, and um, they flipped uh, Nemanja and Marvin Bagley's minutes. This time, Bagley played the 25 minutes, and Nemanja played the 22, almost 23 minutes. So he's playing the three minutes that that Brandon Williams was going to fire him over, and Dave Yeager over, but he produced, too. He, I mean, Marvin Bagley had a fantastic game, and I don't want to say it's in response to all this stuff either, all the drama going on, but he got a little bit more time, and he put up 15 points, 13 boards. He had three blocks, I think. He had one that he just absolutely smacked off of the backboard, ran down on the other end, put a little hook shot over the top of Dennis Schroeder. I mean, he's, he's producing. And so it, it was a relief to me because other teams, had DeMarcus Cousins been on this team, this team would lose six in a row. And I love DeMarcus Cousins. He's one of my favorite players of the last 10 years. But these young guys are a little different. And they didn't let it get to them too much. They've almost got the, that young pep in their step where it's like, oh, we're not going to let it bother us too much. They're almost too dumb to know what they don't know. And and they smoke showed the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, the response was the biggest stamp of approval for Dave Yeager that, you know, you could possibly have. Because just witnessing as many bad losses as we both have, you know, I was expecting that to be an ugly loss. And I was expecting mm-hmm. all of this to go downhill real quick. And they, you know, they showed some mental strength and toughness that I didn't know this team had in them. Not because I don't believe in the makeup of the young players, because I think all of them are really uh, mentally strong, good, hardworking guys. But I didn't know that they could perform in this adversity that well 
this early in their careers, and they they crushed it. And you know, Marvin Bagley, he played a lot of minutes. He played really well, and that just speaks to maybe Brandon Williams' inexperience because you could have had this conversation with Dave Yeager internally. I think unless their relationship was so bad behind the scenes that they just weren't talking anymore. You know, we have no idea what their relationship is really like, but the issues that Williams brought up, you could look at them and say that maybe as a point, and even if he doesn't have a point, you can go to Jaeger and talk this out. Maybe he will play Bagley more like he did last night. And it worked beautifully for the Kings, at least, at least against Oklahoma city. But the way he went about it was, uh, was not, not good for a team that needs good press, not bad press. We're going to close out the podcast soon, unless there was any other points I missed, but I did want to ask you, for a prediction on how you think this will play out. Knowing what we know now, we'll probably learn more because the front office is in leak mode right now. It seems like everyone's willing to talk to a reporter. So how do you think this uh, shakes out at the end? <laughs> how do I want it to play out or how do I think it turns out? You can out? give me both. Okay. I think that um, nothing gets done this season. I think we carry the rest of the season with um, – I think it calms down. I think the story kind of dies down a bit. I think at the end of the season, uh, we, we get a report that uh, he's been assigned, that Brandon Williams has been assigned to to some some other role or that he's, he's taking interviews to go back to the 76ers because, you know, he, he just misses home a little bit. And that's that. I think we, I think we go the whole season with Vivek stuck in neutral and, and wanting to see how this plays out. He doesn't want to ruin the chemistry on the court. But he knows that if he fires, if he fires Brandon Williams, and oh, maybe Marvin Bagley's dad gets angry, and Marvin Bagley responds in kind of a, a grumpy manner. Oh, maybe it ruins the team chemistry if he stays. And I think he exacerbates the team on enough where nothing gets done until the offseason. Um, I think the Dave Yeager, I think the Dave Yeager stays coach. I don't think he gets fired. Now I know that Dave Yeager has another year on his contract, but his assistants don't. His assistants, all their contracts are up at the end of this year. And so I think that we might see, especially if the Kings maintain, you know, the Kings win 35 games this year. I think Dave Yeager gets another two-year extension, and I think his guys do as well. And uh, I think Vivek starts looking for another another backup general manager, and maybe Sam Hinkie gets called a couple of times before turning it down. I think I would agree with you that the most likely scenario, and I guess that would make it my prediction by default, is that nothing happens, but I'm right on the fence there. I put it at like 60-40, nothing happens, or Williams is gone. Like I, I don't feel very confident in saying that nothing happens, but I do think that's the most likely scenario uh, as well. But I'm now worried to see how both the team, the coaching staff, and the front office is going to respond when the Kings do go on a little losing streak, because that's probably going to happen. It happens to every team every year, and seeing this bubble up again will be very interesting because... It, it seems like the Kings have managed to kind of push it away after beating Oklahoma City. But uh, a, a losing streak is coming. That's inevitable. And seeing the seeing the whatever pops up after that will kind of, I think, tell the story. It, yeah, you're absolutely right, Tony. It's, it, this isn't over. This isn't over. You're going to have a part two of this at some point. Uh, I have no doubt about it. All right, Will. I think we're going to close the podcast out there. Thanks again for joining me on the show tonight. Okay, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me on, Tony. Let everyone know where they can find you on the internet. Oh, I'm at Will of the People. It's Will of, and then the T-H-A, People. And uh, follow me for minor tweets and for really bad previews. And uh, follow everybody on Saxon Royalty because they're far better than I am. And uh, I need them to know that. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm gonna give people a quick, uh, I don't know if it's an Easter egg, because I don't know if everyone knows this, and if you don't want me to say this out loud, I will edit this out, but for the podcast okay. listeners, if you aren't reading Will's URLs on the game previews, start paying attention to those. <laughs> Unless you're Memphis Grizzlies fans, and then stop reading all of my previews. Shoot, exactly. Can I keep that in? Yeah, you can keep that in. That's absolutely okay. Please read my URL. All right. Have a good one, Will. All right, man. I appreciate it. I'm ready to take the next step. I'm ready for a university that will help me advance in my education and career. A university that will make me feel supported and connected. I'm ready for ODU Online. Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today. I'm ready to take the next step. I'm ready for a university that will help me advance in my education and career. A university that will make me feel supported and connected. I'm ready for ODU Online. Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today.